Welcome to Sealing God's People with your host, Dennis Beard. The Son of God or God the Son. Anyone that says God the Son has not read the Word of God and is ignorant concerning the Son of God revelation. How does that? How is that? Simply because there's not one time mentioned in the Word of God stated God the Son. It doesn't exist. Then why the Son of God? Well, it's very simple as we get into this podcast today. You'll see there's a major difference, and we have to know the revelation of Jesus Christ in order to be saved. You're saved through the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. It's not something you say, well, I believe in Jesus, he's the Son of God, and our God the Son, and it's all okay, we're all going to heaven. That's a lie. Now, Jesus stated, when he was asked a question, do there be that be saved, Lord? He gave the answer. Strive to enter in at the straight gate. Not straight as in uh, a horizontal line, but a narrow, like a straight of Magellan. It's a very narrow gate. Straight is the gate and narrow the way that leadeth unto life. Do there be that find it. Why would that be so hard? Few there be that find it. Many of us have gone into your college or university classes. Professor sets up in front of the class and says, I want you to know that 80% of you are going to fail. Well, there's a omen given to the class that if you don't give due diligence and study, that good chances are against you that you will fail. Well, strive to enter into straight gate. Well, how do you strive? Well, you're pressing toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. There are those that do not do that and just follow the general norm of uh, general Protestant Christianity, the nominal church world. They do not have a chance of doing the will of God. The only way to do the will of God is that after you're born again and you have the revelation that Jesus is the Father, you will never use a term God the Son, because you had the revelation of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. And that is very important. And that's before you even get in the race. Now, the race is for the little children grown up there, and that little children enter in that race. Then they become young men. Then the Word of God is strong in them. The little children's not. They just realize that Jesus is the Father, and they do not ever say God the Son. They do not recognize that as a biblical office of the Spirit. It doesn't exist. The Son of God does. Somebody said, well, what's the difference? Well, there's a grand difference. When we say the Son of God, it's not a separate person. It is the revelation of Jesus Christ. And without that revelation, no one can be saved. We find in John 8, 13 through 27, the Pharisees that were the religious, religious leaders of the day came to Jesus and they said, Jesus, your record is not true. Jesus said, though I bear record to myself, my record is true because I'm not alone. I'm one that beareth witness of myself, 
a record of myself, and my Father that sent me. He bears record of me. Now Jesus changes that record to witness. Now there's three that bear record in heaven. The Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost, 1 John 5, 7. They're one in the self-same spirit, but a different function of that spirit. The Father's administrative office of that spirit. The Word is the expression office of that same spirit. And the Holy Ghost is the power office of that same spirit. We can say John Doe Enterprises. And they would be, we have a roofing company, John Doe Enterprises. And we have a flooring company. And we have an air conditioning company. A roofing company, a flooring company, and an air conditioning company. We go into the floor company. And we say, I want to buy an air conditioner. And they said, well, you're in the wrong office. You say, isn't this John Doe Enterprises? And they say, yes, it is. But you're in the wrong office. You need to go to the air conditioning office. It's one of the same. Person owns it, but it's a different function. Well, the same is true. The Father, Word, and Holy Ghost are one of the same. Spirit, the Son of God, is not God the Son. God the Son would mean that the Son of God, being God the Son, would be that He is Spirit, always has been Spirit, and always will be Spirit, but never, never made Himself of no reputation. Never emptied out of glory. Never humbled Himself to become a man made in under the law. Because if it's God the Son, then there cannot be flesh because flesh would then be divine flesh. Because it's God the Son, which is God, and there is no humbling of that spirit. The Father, the Word, the Holy Ghost, God himself, made himself of no reputation. Jesus. That's humbled. And to be born of the Virgin Mary was not the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost being the man, which would be divine flesh. It's the born of Mary is of the Holy Ghost. What's of the Holy Ghost? The flesh. It's not the Holy Ghost. It's the flesh. That which is spirit is spirit, and that which is flesh is flesh. So when you say God the Son, you're saying that the Son is the eternal Sonship of God, and it nullifies what Jesus stated in his humiliation. My Father is greater than I. The things concerned me have an end. He's speaking of his flesh. Therefore, in John 8, 13 on, the Pharisees just did not get it. And they said, you bear record of yourself, Jesus, your record's not true. And Jesus said, I bear record of myself, my record is true, because I and my Father sent me. Then he goes on and says, it's written in your law, the testimony of two men is true. The testimony. He changes record to testimony. And that is the testimony that we must have in the last days in the revelation of Jesus Christ, growing up in him in all things and all truth. 
Now, he says, uh, it's written in your law, the testimony of two men is true. I am one uh, that beareth witness of myself, and my Father that sent me, he beareth witness of me. Now, what is the, the witness that Jesus has given there? It's the revelation of Christ. First, Peter 1, verse 10 and 11 gives us that revelation that was given to Peter who had the keys of the kingdom. The very fundamental doctrine of Christ is that Christ first and foremost is that spirit. But he's not going to stay spirit. He's going to add to himself a body of flesh and blood. It'll be of God. It'll be the son of God. It'll be of the Holy Ghost. That holy thing which is born of you, Mary, is of the Holy Ghost. Not the Holy Ghost, not divine flesh. Because if you say God the Son, then it's divine flesh. You're saying that that Son of God was birthed, conceived of the Father before the foundation of the world, in Spirit Senior, begat Spirit Junior, and there's another person of God walking around in heaven which is simply not true. When you see all the way through the Pentateuch of Moses, you see all the way through the prophets, you see all the apostles and Jesus himself stating uh, that he is the father of glory and there's, he is that one spirit, not two, not three. There's only one place in the word of God. It mentions a Trinity and it's not a good It's not a good thing to understand and be in that because it is of the devil. Revelation 16, 13. There are three, John saw it. There's three unclean spirits like frogs, which are the spirits of devils working miracles. Working miracles, yes. Coming out of the mouth of the dragon, out of the mouth of the beast, and out of the mouth of the false prophet. Three individual separate persons. That this annuls the one God that he is one. The greatest commandment of all that must be understood as newborn babies, not full grown, but little children understand in 1 John 2, 12-14. John in his epistle says, I write unto you children because you've known the Father. You know that he's the Lord Jehovah, God Almighty. And we see that spoken of the prophets. Look at Isaiah 9, 5. Unto us, a child is born. Unto us, a son is given. The son is what Mary will birth. And she she is told of Gabriel, you will bear a son, little S-O-N and he will be called the Son of the Highest, capital S-O-N. Not God the Son, the Son of God. The Son is a capital S, which is deity, the same spirit as the Father. But it's a separate office because it's a Son of God. What's that? The humble state of the Father of glory in a different office. The Father's administrative office is the Spirit of God, that one spirit. Then there's the Word, same Spirit, different office. The Word is the expression office of the Spirit. It reveals God's thought, plan, purpose, and will. 
Then there's the Holy Ghost. That's the power office of that same spirit. And uh, the Son of God is the, that same spirit revealed in a body of flesh and blood. That's the reason the Son is that Father of God is the man, the Son of God. There has two aspects. One is his humiliation. That's the Son of God in the days of his flesh is the Father manifest in the flesh. God manifests in the flesh. The only one God, 1 Timothy 3.16. And without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh. Not God the Son. God was manifest in the flesh. Justified in the Spirit. Saint of angels. Preaching to the Gentiles. Believed on the world. Received up in the glory. God was manifest in the flesh. There is not a second person of the Godhead. Never has been. So the whole revelation of Jesus Christ, the last book in your Bible, the Word of God, is to reveal the true identity and essence of the Son of God. It's a revelation of Jesus Christ. That who is he? Well, in his humiliation, he was a man, made in under the law. How did God do that? Well, if the princes of this world had known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. The Lord's the Lord Jehovah God Almighty. But he was manifest in flesh. And that's what they didn't understand. Neither did the Pharisees understand it in John 8, 13 on. What did they not understand? That the man Christ Jesus is the Father of glory. He's not God the Son. He's the Son of God in his humiliated state, in the days of God's flesh, his flesh. The flesh is uh, an enmity with the Spirit and the Spirit enmity with the flesh. And God made himself, Jesus Christ, made himself of no reputation, Philippians 2, 6. That is God himself, that one spirit, making himself of no reputation. Not God the Son, God himself, the Father of glory, God being revealed in flesh. No man has ever seen God at any time. The only begotten Son, he hath declared him. He's in the bosom of the Father. There, it says there in John 1, 18, no man has seen God at any time. The only begotten Son of God, he hath declared him, not God the Son. It's a monogamous theos, the only begotten God. It's a monogamous huos, the only begotten Son. It's a monogamous yaki, the only begotten one. That's the greatest commandment of all. You'll see that in Mark 12, 29. The scribes came to Jesus and said, Jesus, what's the first commandment of all? What's the greatest commandment? Jesus said, the Shema, that hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, Deuteronomy 6, 4. And they shall, you shall love the Lord with all your heart, soul, and might. The second is likened to it. Love your neighbors yourself from this, hang all the law and the prophets. There we have Isaiah telling us in Isaiah 9, 5, that there is a child born, a son is given. The government shall rest upon his shoulder. 
Notice that's a little S-O-N. That's a humiliating state of man. Just like you, just like me. Tempted at all points like as we are yet without sin. Hebrews 4.15. But who is he? In his humiliating state, a man made and under the law. In the fullness of time, God set forth his son made of a woman, made and under the law. Not spirit senior saying to spirit junior, go down and die for the sin of the world. That would be God the Son. There's no such scripture. God himself made himself of no reputation. Philippians 2, 6. Self-imposed limitation upon himself. What? To become a man. Why would God do that? The only one spirit of God. We know there's one body, one spirit, and who you're called and what hope of your calling. One Lord, one spirit. One body, one spirit, one Lord. There's only one Lord. One faith, one baptism, one God who is above all, the Father of us all and in us all. That is the Son of God is come and given us an understanding of him that is true. And we are in him that is true, even in his Son. This is the only true God in eternal life. Little children, keep yourselves from idols. And uh, the epistle of John, 1 John 5, 20 ends. There we have to understand that the Son of God, the office of the Son of God, in him making himself of no reputation, the Spirit of God, became a man. God manifest in the flesh. Tempted at all points like as we are yet without sin. For as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he himself, God himself, likewise, took part of the same. Hebrews 2. That in all things he was made like unto his brethren. It's not God the Son. God the Son would be the eternal sonship. If he's the eternal, then why did Jesus say, the things concerning me have an end? The eternal Son would have no end. My Father's greater than I. There would be no greater than I to the Son, if he is that spirit and not and never become a body of flesh and blood. And that's where you have the revelation of the Son of God. And that's the only way that he could save mankind is becoming one with us. That's the of God. The Son is the Father revealed. The of God is the flesh in the days of his flesh, where he will be our kinsman redeemer our elder brother, made in all things like as we are yet without sin, tempted in all points like as we are yet without sin. Hebrews 4.15. If it's God the Son, he can't be tempted because he would be divine flesh. And that's an oxymoron. That which is flesh is flesh and that which is spirit is spirit. So it's a revelation. Jesus, that spirit of God, who being in the form of God's spirit, there, thought it not robbery to be equal with God in all his attributes, the lofty to the top. The ones that have the Holy Ghost and the leading of the Holy Ghost understand that. That there's not a second person of the Godhead or a God Junior doesn't exist. There's no Spirit Junior running around heaven up there. We see that in, in Deuteronomy 32. That he says in the last days that God will do this work is this not sealed up among my treasures? 
what? For the Lord will judge his people. Repent himself of the evil of the trouble. When he sees their power's gone, gone and there's no, none shut up or left. Why? So that you will know that I am God, Jesus said. And beside me, there is no other God. There's no God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost in three persons. And that is what John saw in Revelation 16, 13, that even though it worked miracles, it was a very false spirit of a dragon, a beast, and a false prophet. And they were three unclean spirits, different spirits. But the Spirit of God is one. Always it has been God and always will be God. That is Jesus Christ. In the days of his flesh, he became one of us. So, being in the form of God's Spirit, Philippians 2, 6, made himself of no reputation. Jesus made himself of no glory. Somebody said, what? That's right. He made himself void or a self-imposed limitation upon himself as spirit to only work as a servant, as a man. Why would he do that? You know, it's very simple. Romans 5, by one man's disobedience, sin came to the world, death by sin. Therefore, by one man, not a God-man, a man. Not one minute he's God, next minute he's a man. No, he has to work salvation as a man, one of us, just like his brother, our elder brother, tempted at all points like as we are, yet without sin, and God can't be tempted. And God cannot die. Yet the Son of God will die. God the Son can't die because he's God. But the Son of God, God manifest in the flesh, in his humble estate, can. And he did as the Son of God. The Son of God died for you on the cross. And that's how we perceive the love of God because he thought, and loved us so much in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. That is 1 John 3.16. Hereby perceiving the love of God because he, God himself, laid down his life for us. Therefore, we ought to lay down our lives for the brother. Anybody that says God the Son has never had the revelation of Jesus. And that is the reason why it's so important and it necessitates the judgments of God in the last book of the Bible. For when the judgments of God are manifest in the earth, then men will learn righteousness. They will learn this truth, that there's only one God. There's only one spirit, and Jesus is that spirit. He is the Lord, 2 Corinthians 3.17, and the Lord is that spirit. Where did God show forth his glory? in the face of the man, Christ Jesus, so we could see his glory. You'll see that in 2 Corinthians 3. God has shown forth his glory in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellency of the power might be of God, not of ourselves. The Lord is that spirit. But the spirit humbled himself. That's the of God. That is him that loved us so much, he took on a body of flesh and blood and became one of us in the days of his flesh. Now, when you understand that, 
you understand the Son of God is the Father revealed in a humiliated state of glory, laying aside the glory, coming under his own law to fulfill that law. Why? Because Romans 6 states, by one man's disobedience, then came to the world death by sin. Therefore, by one man, not a God-man, not God the Son, but by one man shall my servant make many righteous. God had to have a man, not a God-man, a man, made an under the law to redeem us that were under the law. Galatians 4, verse 4. How does he do it? He looks for a man. He looks at all the patriarchs, all the prophets, all the, but God looked for a man everywhere, but he could find none. All in sin come short of the glory of God, none good, no, not one. All were conceived in sin, shaped in iniquity. So how and what is God going to do? The devil thinks he's won this because God can't die. God the Son can't die. God the Holy Ghost can't die. <laughs> Only the Son of God with a body of flesh and blood can die. There, the devil thinks that's no way possible. That's the reason why Islam says that God can't have a son. Because that would be having flesh and God is spirit. And that's a great fallacy. Because knowing the love of God and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And that we see that revelation of Christ in 1 Peter 1 verse 10 and 11. That all the Old Testament prophets, I'm talking to you that have an ear to hear. If you go along with this Trinity, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost, you're going to get your due respect of reward and recompense of reward and that will not be good. We have to have the truth. And the truth is that Jesus, being in the form of God, made himself of no reputation, laid aside his glory. That is called the emptying out of glory. No reputation is the kenosis. A Greek word means to make the void, not to be an emptying out, but be emptied out. Just made not a no glory, void. It's a self-imposed limitation upon God's own being, his spirit. He did not cease and desist from being God, but he did put a self-imposed limitation upon it that while in the days of his flesh, he will not work his spirit, he'll work only as a man to redeem us, all mankind and under the law. So to come under the law, he has to make himself of no reputation, Philippians 2.6. He has to put this self-imposed limitation upon himself, not the work of spirit. He's going to come under his own law as a man, not a God-man, a man. He's going to be tempted at all points like we are yet with that sin. He's going to be our elder brother. He's going to be our kinsman, redeemer, in all points like as we are. And Adam, after the fall, we see that in Galatians 4, verse 4. In the fullness of time, God sent forth his son, made of a woman, not God junior, not spirit senior, making spirit junior somewhere in heaven. <laughs> that's, that's ludicrous. It doesn't, it doesn't exist. Uh, 
The spirits don't beget spirit, but God did beget a body of flesh and blood, a man. And he did it in order to redeem us that were under the law. You see that in Galatians 4, verse 4. In the fullness of time, God sent forth his son, that word, not a different spirit, but the word was made flesh. And that's John 1, 14. And set forth his son, how? Made of a woman. The word will be made flesh. Flesh, that is sarka. Spirit, soul, and body of a human being. And being made flesh is a body of flesh and blood, a rational soul having a mind, will, emotion, imagination, and human intellect, and a human spirit of conscience, communion, and uh, that of the affection. When you have that, and as well as intuition, things that you learn without the human intellect, Jesus was one of us in the days of his flesh. He suffered as one of us. The only difference is he never sinned. He that knew no sin became sin for us, not for him, for us, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. So Jesus, being in the form of God's spirit, made himself of no reputation, empty out of all glory, not going to work his spirit, took upon himself the form of a servant. What? Made it under the law. He's coming under his own law as a man. You'll see that in Galatians 4, 6. In the fullness of time, God sent forth his son, made him a woman, made it under the law, not above it, not an Adam before the fall, an Adam after the fall. That's a son of God, not God the son. Anyone who says God the son has no idea of how God works salvation in and of himself alone. Not a second or a third person of the Godhead. Doesn't exist. God did it. Your Lord Jesus, the Father of glory, God himself loved you so much, he took on a body of flesh and blood to die for you and then went back to his former glory. Glorified by the Father's own self, taking back the glory that he put off before the foundation of the world. He took it all back. You'll see that in Philippians 2, 6 through 8, and you'll have the revelation of the Son of God, that Christ is that spirit, but also became a man. That's the revelation of Christ. That's a Christology, the doctrine of Christ, that needs to be taught in all the world to have the doctrine of Christ. But it's not being taught. They're taught that Christ is the Son of God, the Father is Jehovah, and the Holy Ghost is another third person running around out there somewhere. <laughs> Christ is all. Christ is one. There you see that keys given to Peter in Matthew 16. Now, if you're getting mad and angry, it's simply because that this truth is alien to you. But God will reveal it in the last days through his judgments. Because when it's all over and the judgments of God are in the earth, men will learn righteousness. That he alone is God and there's not another. And that he is the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end which is, was, and is to come, the Almighty. He is the Almighty God. He is that blessed and only potentate, 1 Timothy 6, 15 to 16, the omnipotent Almighty God, who only hath immortality. That's Jesus only. 
dwelling in the light which no man can approach unto, nor see, nor can see. The man entered into that light which no other man could. Jesus, the man, did. He is the only begotten one, the only begotten son, the only begotten God. Somebody said, somebody said the only begotten God? Yes. God begot himself a body of flesh and blood. Then was tempted at all points like as we are. Yet he did not sin, fulfilling his own law as a man of flesh and blood, just like you and just like me. Not working as spirit, but as a man made it under the law. And when he did, and not being as tempted, they tempted all points, but never sinning in his body, soul, or spirit. Then he took the ordinances of that law as a man, as our kinsman redeemer to redeem us. He took the ordinances of that law, of his law, as a man and nailed it to his cross. And as a man, a righteous, holy, sinless man of God, died for the sin of the world, taking away the sin of the world as our supreme sacrifice. The man, Christ Jesus. Spirit couldn't die. The man died. That's the son. The of God died for you. The son of God died in the days of his flesh. But there was nothing worthy of death in him. So can the grave, can death hold on him? Of course not. So not as he, that he first ascended, he first descended to the heart of the earth. He went and preached to the spirits shut up in prison and triumphed over the devil in it, taking the keys of death, hell, and the grave. And then moved paradise in Abraham's bosom to heaven, purging heaven with his own blood. The man, Christ Jesus, that's the son of God. Not God, the son. They have no revelation at all saying God the Son. The scripture never calls Jesus God the Son. That does not exist. There is no eternal sonship that was with the Father in the beginning. It was the Word, which is the Spirit, that in 2,000 years ago, over that, was made flesh. The Son of God has two components. Number one, he is the spirit of God without measure. The father of glory, I'm my father one. That is John 10, 30, we're the same spirit. He didn't say, I'm my father are one, whom being in a union, I'm my father are one, heist, being the same spirit. Manifest in flesh. My father's greater than I. The things concerning me have an end. That's the days of his flesh. And uh, there in John 8, they see a man. They don't think that man is God or has God any. He's working only as a man. The Pharisees say, you bear record of yourself. Jesus, your record is not true. He said, though I bear record of myself, my record is true. I'm not alone. I'm one that bear record of myself. There's the flesh. And my father that sent me, he bears record of me. That's the spirit. 
but the spirit was made of no reputation to work as a man. And that's what you see there in Philippians 2, 6 through 8. Jesus made himself of no reputation, emptied out of all glory, took upon him the form of a servant, made in the likeness of men, found in fashion as a man, not a God-man, a man. And being found in fashion as a man, humbled himself into the death, the death of the cross. The man, Christ Jesus, died on that cross. The Son of God died. Why? Because the Spirit had made himself of no reputation to work only as a man. Tempted at all points like as we are yet without sin. And we see that he cried earnestly, said, Father, if it be thy will, you know, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. Jesus being in an agony, the man Christ Jesus. He also, Jesus there, many of the prophets spoke of him. In Isaiah 9, 6, who is this son given to us? His name shall be called Wonderful, only used of God, full of wonder. Counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting Father. Never says the everlasting Son. Never says God the Son. He is the, the mighty God, the Father of glory, the Word, the Holy Ghost. The everlasting Father. Yes, he is the everlasting Father. The man is the everlasting Father. Not the everlasting Son. Not God the Son. That doesn't exist. And the ones that are established in that doctrine and do not repent and turn to the revelation of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, there will find that there is no salvation and not being able to enter the kingdom of heaven. We love you because we tell you the truth. That's our job. Would you, would you want somebody to lie to you? Of course not. Search the scriptures. Do you find God the Son anywhere? The answer is no. Do you find the Son of God? Yes. All through the scriptures. Why? Because that's the Lamb of God, the man Christ Jesus, that taken away the sin of the world. A man lost it only. A man can redeem us back. That's in Romans 5. That Adam all died. Christ Jesus, we live. There, when we see in Isaiah 43.10, he states it also in the prophets. Isaiah 43.10, Thus saith the Lord, capital O, capital R, capital D, that's the Lord Jehovah God Almighty, the Spirit of God, the Father of glory, the Word, the Holy Ghost, and my servant whom I have chosen. The servant was chosen? Yes. Well, what's the servant? Well, Jesus made himself of no reputation, took upon him the form of a servant. He is God, but he made himself of no reputation to work as a man made it under the law. That's the reason he had to make himself of no reputation to work salvation only as a man. That's a son of God. And we find that Isaiah stating the same truth. Thus saith the Lord, Jehovah God Almighty, the Spirit, and my servant whom I have chosen. Jesus took on him the form of that servant, made in the likeness of man, found in fashion as a man. There's the man Christ Jesus. What does it say? That you may know and believe me. Isaiah 43.10, read it. 
for your own soul, for your own soul salvation. That you may know and believe me and understand, understand this Godhead, that I, the Lord Jehovah God Almighty, am he, the servant, that's the son of God. And before me, Isaiah states that God said, before me, there was no God formed, neither shall be after me. See now that I am God thy Savior, the Lord thy Redeemer. How did he redeem you? In a body of flesh and blood. That's the son of God. So there, in his humiliation, he's a man. And then being found in fashion as a man, humbled himself to the death, the death of the cross, wherefore God hath highly exalted him, the Son of God. Jesus stated that in, in John 2, 19. Destroy this temple in three days, I will raise it up. I'll show you I'm the Father. Because no man can raise his own body from the dead except he be God. And Jesus says, destroy this temple. In three days, I will raise it up. The Jews said, 46 years. Were they in building this temple? You're going to raise it up in three days? Jesus spake of the temple of his body. He did that. Romans 1, verse, uh, chapter 1, verse 1 through 4. That Jesus is declared to be the Son of God through the Spirit. How? By the resurrection from the dead. He rose his own body from the dead. There we see that in Isaiah 43, 10 through 17. See now that I am God thy Savior, the Lord thy Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. There's not a Holy Trinity. There's only Holy One. God works salvation in and of himself alone. That's the Son of God, which is the Father revealed in a body of flesh and blood. God the Son is a second person of the Godhead that doesn't exist and cannot save you. There's no blood there. The Son of God, there's blood. That's the blood name of God Almighty. That's the only revealed name of God, Jesus. Jehovah is salvation. Not Jehovah Junior. Jehovah is salvation. We believe on the name of the Son of God. So now, by Jesus being resurrected from the dead, death there cannot hold him. Death now hath no more dominion over him. Now he... He lives forevermore to make intercession for us. What is that? That's the Spirit maketh intercession for us because the man, Christ Jesus, has been made a quickening spirit, going back to his former glory, glorified by the Father's own self. First John 17, 5. I'm sorry, John 17, 5. First John 5, 20, the Son of God, the Spirit of the Son is now come. You see that in Galatians 4, 6. God sent forth, has sent forth the Spirit of His Son into our hearts, whereby we cry, what? Have a Father. Not God the Son, the Son of God. God has sent forth the Spirit of His Son into hearts, whereby we cry, have a Father, because it's one of the self-same Spirit. That's Christ. To understand the Son of God is the Father revealed in a body of flesh and blood. You'll see that Peter, given that revelation, who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? Asking his disciples, said, well, some say you're John the Baptist. 
Yeah, Isaiah, Jeremiah, one of the other prophets. But Jesus asked the disciples, who do you say I am? Peter said, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God, not God the son, the son of the living God. That was right. Jesus said, Simon Bar-Jonah, you hit the nail on the head. You spoke the truth. You didn't say God the Son. You didn't say second person of the Godhead. You said thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Simon Bar-Jonah, flesh and blood have not revealed this unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. Thou art Peter. Upon this rock I will build my church. The gates of hell shall not prevail against it. There is no other foundation laid than what is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Get off that foundation, you're lost. You build upon that foundation any other doctrine. It's lost. If we abide not in the doctrine of Christ, second John 9, he hath not God. What is that doctrine of Christ? Well, Peter tells us what it is in his epistle. 1 Peter 1, verse 10 and 11. All the Old Testament prophets, Daniel, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Daniel, all the way to Malachi. All of them prophesied, spoke of the grace that should come to us, searching what or what manner of time, the spirit of Christ that was in them. Christ is that spirit. Don't miss that. Christ is the Father. Christ is the Word. The Holy Ghost, Christ is that spirit, regardless of the office. Christ is every office of the Spirit of God. When it signified, when it's testified beforehand, the sufferings of Christ, not Christ Jr., Christ. But Christ, Christ the Spirit, is going to make himself of no reputation and take on the form of a servant made in the likeness of man, found in fashion as a man. That's Christ the man. Christ the Spirit is Christ the man, one and the same Spirit not a different one. He is the son of God. God manifest in the flesh. That's the only salvation office, the blood office of God Almighty is the son of God, the father revealed in a body of flesh and blood. Jesus said, you've seen me, you've seen the father. We're one and the same. He says that in John 8, 24, when they said, where is your father? Jesus said, if you'd have known me, you should have known my father also. In John 8, 24, he states it very plainly. Except you believe that I am he, the father, you shall die in your sins. That is definitely a requisite for salvation to have eternal life. Well, the son of God has come. That's the spirit. That man has been made a quickening spirit. 1 Corinthians 15, 45. Romans 8, 26. No man knows how he ought to pray. But the Spirit itself, capital S, maketh intercession for us. According to the will of God. Who's your intercessor? The Spirit. Who is that? Jesus Christ. Where is Jesus? Well, first, we see there that in Ephesians 1, he said at the right hand of God, not for 
his, but for us, what he brought to us work when he set him at his own high, right hand in heavenly places. That's, we are made to set together in heavenly places now in Christ Jesus. But where did Jesus go? The man, Christ Jesus. Look at Revelation 3.21. To him that overcometh, will I grant to sit with me in my throne. That's a place I prepared for you in the days of my flesh and when I was glorified. You are now bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. You are the body of Christ. The body is of Christ, of God, of Christ. Not God the Son, the Son of God. The body is of Christ. It's of the Holy Ghost. And when you have that revelation, you're getting into the doctrine of Christ, the true doctrine, the true revelation of Jesus Christ. What is that? Well, there you see in 1 John 2.22, who is a liar? But he that denied that Jesus is the Christ. Not two or three, one, the Christ. He is Antichrist that hath denied both the Father and the Son. But one Christ, yeah, because he's all. He is the Father, the Spirit of God. That's the Father of glory the administrative office of the Spirit of God. And he's denied the Son. Why? Because the Son is the Father revealed. One and the same Spirit. Very next verse. He that acknowledges Son, you acknowledge the Son, he that acknowledges the Son hath the Father also. Because they're one and the self-same Spirit. When you understand that, you're getting in the doctrine of Christ. The height, depth, length, and width. The height, he is the father. The depth, he became a man. The length and the width, he is now in us. Christ in us, the hope of glory. Christ in you, the hope of glory. That's the mystery of godliness. When you see that revelation of Christ, that he is in him, by him, and through him, and all the work of the ministry is but one God, one person of God, and that is Jesus, the express image, the express image of his person, one person. Hebrews 1, verse 3 and 4, there is not another. So there's no God the Son, the Son of God. There's many different teachings we have on this. We have books that you can acquire there, and four books written on the Godhead. Behold the real Jesus. Who the doctrine of Christ. You can get these simply by ordering the book on an ebook at dennisbeard.org. Don't be deceived. There's only one God. Christ is that God. In the days of his flesh, he was a man. But now, that same Jesus whom you crucified, then all the house of Israel knows assuredly. Acts 2.36. God hath made him, that man, both Lord and Christ, the Holy One of Israel. There's only one, that is God Almighty, Jesus Christ, who became a man to die for us as our kinsman redeemer to redeem us back to himself, and he did it. The Son of God has come and give us, us, given us an understanding of him that is true. We are in him that is true, even in his Son. This is the only true God in eternal life. The Son of God has come. Not God the Son, 
the Son of God has come and given us an understanding of him that is true. 1 John 5, 20. Little children, keep yourselves from idols. Amen. Well, there's many deep teachings, uh, but it's all Christ, the only one spirit. Therefore, if the Holy Ghost is more witness with your spirit, this is of God. We like to work with you together in the ministry. We'd like for you to join us. We have Africa, India calling. Over a thousand ministers in Africa alone. We've been going there since 2012, and uh, it's been 10 years now. We have over a thousand ministers begging uh, for us to come back again. But since coronavirus, that has helped uh, there and uh, put us in a financial state that we have to believe the body of Christ coming together in order to fulfill that go ye into all the world. If God deals with you, then certainly join with us. If you'd like to make any donations, you can do it at dentistbeard.org. Go down, and uh, there you can make your donation uh, there uh, to us directly, to the ministry. If there's a certain thing you want us to use it for, for Africa, for India, or here in the uh, Doctrine of Christ in the Jesus Only Training Course, designate that, and we'll make sure it goes to that. Otherwise, we'll use it for the preaching of the gospel in uh, the whole world. Therefore, in the nations, right now, uh, they're setting up the crusades and the ministers' meetings and conferences in Africa. There, we need your help. Well, you can simply write to me or email me at sealinggodspeople at dennisbeard.org. Again, sealinggodspeople at dennisbeard.org is my email address and we will hear uh, there from you. There you can also call me. Leave a message and I'll get right back to you. Plus one, 903-746-4885. Country code, plus one. Area code, 903-746-4885. Leave a message. I'll get right back to you. You can also download our app, Sealing God's People for our daily podcast. Also, our private sir, private uh, website at jcic.tv. Register there. You can also uh, ask questions and give your comment. You can also drop us a message at dennisbeard.org, sealinggodspeople.org, sealinggodspeople.com, or you can write to me. Dennis Beard, Post Office Box 2906, Longview, Texas, zip code 75606. Well, we pray that God perfect that which is lacking in all of us and all of us, that we all may be presented blameless at the coming of the Lord, most spirit, soul, and body. Until the next time, this is Brother Dennis Spirit saying, Behold, the real Jesus.